1: Welcome to Late Lunch this Tuesday afternoon. It's sweltering, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Thank God for it. Warm, warm, warm. I'm just looking at the weather forecast here, and I rarely see that on the forecast. I'll be reading it a little, little later on. Very, very warm. Today, says Matt Aaron. Yeah, up to 25 and beyond. Isn't it fantastic? It really, really is. Hope you're enjoying the lovely weather and the heat. And look, you can always... Get inside out of the uh, extreme heat in the afternoons when it does rise. That's what they do elsewhere in countries where they have this heat all the time. you got to manage your day, and if you can get in out of it, I know it's easier said than done if you're out working and out and about. I do understand that. Welcome to the show. Lots of chats, guests over the next couple of hours. Well, with the lovely weather in mind, we all love an ice cream cone, don't we? Don't we love an ice cream at this time? I love the 99s myself. But what about our four legged friends, the dogs? Dogs and ice cream, you know, they are full of sugar and lactose, and you're not supposed to give ice cream to your dogs. But there is an ice cream that doesn't contain those things that they shouldn't have. And a business in Kilbride have cottoned onto this, and they're doing nicely looking after dog owners. And the dogs themselves. Rory Clark from Sweeney's of Kilbride joins me on the line. Hi, Rory. Hi, yep. Well, what's the story with you and doggy ice cream? Firstly, is this something new in your business?
2: It's relatively new, yeah. So it actually all kind of started by chance. We posted up a picture of our own dog in, in the in the pub or the owner's dog in in, a, in the pub one day and we started getting messages into our social media pages asking are dogs allowed in the pub and it's all kind of spiralled from that but it's proven to be a great hit especially in the warm weather now but, um, but generally uh, people love bringing their dog along for you know family lunches or even to stop in for a drink
1: It has boosted your business, you have seen more people coming to your bar restaurant there with their dogs
2: yeah, absolutely. So, as I said, like, it, it kind of started off with just our own dogs as a kind of a post that we put up on social media. People started messaging into the page. Um, but I suppose the biggest reaction after that is once we started promoting it, that loads and loads of dogs are visiting the pub. And it seems to be just getting more and more popular, even over the weekend there. Um, I think we did a headcount and there was about 12 canines around the premises at one point, um, both outside and inside.
1: So it's a boon for you cottoning onto this doggy uh, friendly ice cream. Tell us about the ice cream. I mentioned there lactose and sugar are not good for dogs. Obviously, this is a particularly doggy brand. What flavors does it come in and where do you get it from?
2: Yeah, so um, there's a gentleman called Jason who actually supplies it into us. Um, but Scoops is the name of the um, of the ice cream. And it comes in little tubs that are kind of individual to each dog. As you said, there it is, um, you know, lactose intolerant or uh, lactose friendly. Um, it's designed for dogs as well, so it's not going to do them any harm. We find on kind of warmer days, especially in the weather that we're getting at the moment, um, that the that's pretty much the thing that people are going for. It seems to be cooling them down. Dogs love it. You can see them go mad for it. Um, and they do have various different flavours. I know that they have the vanilla one and the um, mint one as well. Then. So
1: mint is good for the teeth and the hygiene and the breath and all that type of stuff. Exactly. Oh, you see that, you're thinking of everything, Are oh, they're thinking of everything with their ice cream as well. And when a dog, you've seen them, you've served it often, did they just scoff it all up, just gone in, in, in minutes?
2: Uh, pretty much. Now, it does tend to last because it is a frozen product. Yeah. You know, so it does last a little bit longer, but um, yeah, they they do seem to go mad for it.
1: Um, you have downstairs, uh, upstairs, downstairs. That was a program from years ago in your uh, lovely premises there. So you have a restaurant and kitchen upstairs, and of course you have the bar and you do food downstairs. Is the restaurant uh, dog free?
2: Yeah, so upstairs is dog free. Um, we we can't have dogs upstairs because the kitchen's also located upstairs. Mm. But also, some people may not want to be around dogs. Um, so upstairs is completely dog-free and there's plenty of seating up there.
3: OK,
1: so you cater for all all in sundry. If you don't want to share your uh, dining out with dogs, you can do that as well at Sweeney's in Kilbride. Um how are you, faring? You're a little bit away from, you know, the beaten track there. I know you're close to the likes of Ashbourne, Retold, Tyrrellstairn, etc. With the whole drink driving thing and etc., do you do anything to help that situation, manage it, you know, enable people to come to you and get home safely?
2: Yeah, we do. So that's kind of another area that we've we've identified that... You know, pubs where people, are, but I suppose the day of people just kind of going for a pint or going for a few pints or a mm-hmm. night out are kind of over. You need to, A, give them a reason uh, to go to the pub and then, B, make it as easy as possible to get to and from the pub. So, what we've done is we've retained a local taxi driver um, to our premises um, at the weekends. And that taxi is available for all customers to use. They can call up the bar and we'll send a taxi out to them. And then at the end of the night, they can then um, walk outside and Joe, our taxi driver is going to be outside there to bring them home safely. And that kind of takes the hassle out of it for a lot of people. They find that that means they don't have to pre-book taxis or, you know, go onto apps or anything like that. It's just there and it's available. It's ready to use.
1: Good on you. So you'll collect your punters and leave them home
2: exactly we will and they can even bring the (laughs) dog
1: in the car too God you've thought of every angle but I take it that like needs be with the ice cream with the taxi service anything else besides
2: it's a tough old game you're in uh, Rory it is yeah but I think the key to it is like we're we're doing really well at the moment we're we're delighted to say you know we have a great team there um, working in the pub they're all very motivated and dedicated and you know customer service is always to the fore but the you know, the key is to continue to reinvent yourself. You know, so the times change, you need to change with them. If you remain stagnant, then obviously business will go down and hopefully not, but ultimately it would have failed. But um, we keep reinventing ourselves all the time, putting on new offerings for our customers, and it seems to be working.
1: I really love it. Anyway, you're making the most of your doggy ice cream and there will be demand in this weather for sure with the heat we're all experiencing and the poor old pooches often feel it more than ourselves with their heavy coats. Good on you and good luck to you with all you do, Rory. Thanks a million. Thank you. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Rory Clark Bye. there from Sweeney's of Kilbride with their doggy-friendly ice cream. There you are. You can't. You shouldn't give them the run-of-the-mill ice cream that we all love ourselves Lactose and sugar are problems, but not for Rory Clark uh, with his scoops ice cream, especially for the pooch in your life. Short break on Late Lunch and we're back with the brilliant Sinead Burke and her banter. She's a regular with us on Late Lunch and we absolutely love her. She's a brilliant observer of life. She really is and we have christened it Burke's banter on your Late Lunch. Well, our Sinead is just fresh from the Harry Styles
4: concert in Slane,
1: and here's her
4: thoughts. There is an ancient Native American custom called a vision quest. When a young person comes of age, they are sent out alone into the wilderness for a short period of time. If they make it back to the tribe, alive and relatively intact, they are then considered an adult. And so it is, we have our own traditional rite of passage here in the Northeast, going to the Slane concert. To many a live music novice, this can be both a mentally and physically exhausting ordeal. But for those who complete their tour of duty, it offers not only a war story to regale the rest of the class with, but also the certainty that whatever gig or festival they end up at in years later, they can handle it. Sure, they've done slain. All Meath and loud people feel a bit of prideful ownership over this annual event. For one weekend, the home of the High Kings, also becomes, and I don't want to sound like Bono here, but the centre of the rock and roll universe. And yes, I know, this year it was Harry Styles. And yes, it was a very different demographic. And yes, he's probably not the next David Bowie. But it's popular music being played outside and an excuse to have a bit of crack. So stop whinging. Listen, the Slane concert is an event in itself. Who is actually playing? Can be a secondary consideration. It's all about getting there early to drink on the grass outside, chatting with fellow shattered and wounded comrades as you trudge back to Navan, giving your own expert appraisal on the size of the crowd and the quality of the sound the next day, and then finally starting a rumour about you know who's tipped for next year. This time though there was no bag of cans first for me. It was the youngest Burke Child's first concert. She approached the whole exercise with military precision. Her outfit was decided weeks in advance. Online videos were consulted, where we watched various young ones around the country teach us how to perfect our Harry makeup look. I will never forget the scornful laugh which my own chosen outfit was greeted with. And in the end, I just wore what she deemed the least embarrassing of all my clothes. She's 12, She can pick out the style for Mr Styles. I can pick my battles. But genuinely, I looked like a cross between Krusty the Clown and Miss Panty. In the heel of the hunt, we lasted two hours. Two hours, standing at the back of 80,000 screaming girls. We weren't hard to find though. We were the ones standing against the back wall, not wearing pink cowboy hats. After the 120 most expensive minutes of my life, she turned and said, Ma'am, maybe it's time to text Dad and get him to collect us. And so, while the rest of the crowd danced and sang their heads off under the fireworks, our newly hardened little veteran of the live music scene sat on her bed in her pyjamas. Thrilled and exhausted, she spent the night watching videos of the concert she had taken on her phone delighted with herself, and reliving her brief trip to Harry's house. It wasn't quite the voyage of discovery, heart and character the Native Americans have in mind when they send their offspring off to prove themselves. I'm not sure many tribal chiefs would be willing to drive across the plains to collect Junior, shouting local access to any members of the Siakana who tried to stop them. But for our lassie, it was enough for now. Maybe next time we might even last three hours and I'll be doing my own war paint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the brilliant Sinead Burke. Fresh from Harry Styles with our daughter, the first ever concert she's been to. There you go, Louise. Sinead uh, getting all dolled up with the young one to go to Slane and her thoughts on it this year. She just about, I don't think I'd survive just about it. made it. Yeah, would you not? No. Really?
5: Not if I had to chaperone my young daughter, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Would she ever say in what you wear, like Sinead's? Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl, yeah. Yeah, she'd look at me in the morning what, what, what exactly? Are, what's that? <laughs> and I was saying, you know, they're all in the fashion. She's like, no, they're not.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, it was a huge uh, mom and daughter thing and... The vast majority of people there, of course, were ladies for Harry Styles. But there you go, Sinead Burke with her thoughts and musings on the Harry Style concert in Slain. And we thank her as always. I
5: think a rite of passage for us mums is when the daughter gets to the age where they're embarrassed by you. In mm. inverted commas. And they try and dress you and put on the war paint and stuff as Sinead mm. referred to there. That's our <laughs> rite of passage. <laughs>
1: Anyway, you know more about that than I do for oh, sure. Oh, I do. You do. <laughs> you certainly do. Anyway, uh, what about the uh, interest rates on deposits? I see AIB have announced they're giving more money to savers. They're breaking their hearts, Louise. Yeah. They're giving 2% on a maximum of 1000 per month for 12 months. And then after that, it goes back to 0.01%. Because
5: they're hoping that you won't transfer it back out mm. again, aren't they?
1: Yeah, themselves and EBS, they're on under the uh, one umbrella announcing following on from Bank of Ireland last week who announced a, a rate rise at that stage as well so little but not enough we have to say you were at late lunch on LMFM Radio we're doing a catch up today on Late lunch because back during lockdown in 2020, when I could have nobody in this studio, I remember talking to my next guest and they are remarkable people. people. Paddy and Sonia McCabe are with me this afternoon and their Slimming World consultant Paula Carey is here too. Welcome everybody to the show. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you all Thank you. for joining me. It's great to have you back with us. Paddy, I'll come to yourself first. Maybe you'll just refresh uh, our listeners of your story. Back in 2019, you went on holidays. Where did you go, Paddy? Uh,
6: we went to Tenerife. And when we went to Tenerife, like, I heard my knees were very bad. I had to get a mobility scooter. And uh, it just kind of, I was sitting on holidays with Sonia in, on the holidays. And I just said, we have to lose this way. We have to do something about it. So... Mm.
1: So the holidays brought into perspective. So you couldn't get round without the use of the scooter. Simple as that, was it?
6: No, yeah, yeah. I, I needed two full knee replacements, so... You were struggling. I was struggling. Big so time. if he was in one, you had to get in one
1: too, <laughs> did you, Sonia?
7: I did indeed, yes, Jerry. I did. Great fun, I have to say,
1: but... Oh, I'm sure. For the
6: wrong reason. For as the such, wrong yeah. reason yeah. as
1: such. Do, what were you weighing in at, at that stage? Paddy Forrest, what, what were you weighing in at I roughly? was
6: 25 stone one.
1: And Sonia?
7: I was 15 and a half.
1: Okay, so you looked at this and said, this has mm. got to change. This has got to change. Yeah. So, what did you do? What did you do when you came back from holiday straight away? We
7: walked straight into a Slimming World meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We did, in,
7: straight yeah. in. We had to. We just had to because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do anything ourselves. The next ourselves. day, after the whole it was. Yeah, so straight it, back in. No yes. grass growing under your no, feet. No.
1: Immediately. Why Slimming World?
7: We just knew that it was going to work. I was actually in it a few times myself, but always gave up. But um, it was just a case. We knew that it would work for us. The plan that it was um, with food optimising, we knew that we'd be able to do it together. Mm. So it was just kind of the, the better option for okay, us. Okay, so
1: you had a little experience of it. He'd mm. never been no. before. No.
7: no, no. There
1: was no dragging him along no, this time. No,
7: there wasn't, no. Did you ever try no. to
1: encourage him before to, to come? Oh, I did, yeah. absolutely,
7: of course, yes. But still, there was no, he just, oh, I'll leave that to you. Leave okay. that to you. So yeah. we did. I did try, but no, not happening.
1: was it a huge change immediately because I'm sure people are saying oh my god they had to go on a very strict regime from where they were how did you find it from the get go Paddy
6: no I didn't find it that hard I'm not going to lie like you just if you stuck the plan there is a plan and if you stick to the plan it's handy enough because you can eat everything it's just cutting the, just cutting the, the right stuff yes just eat the right stuff and you know, the plan just, yeah. like, there is a plan there and it's, and it's just read the book <laughs> and keep going with it the, read <laughs> the manual <laughs> yeah, and, and manual, stick, yeah. To yeah.
1: It. stick to that's it, it. Yeah. but, but d- 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 similar to himself that's really what it was that's it was what about it was. cutting out yeah. certain foods and that yeah. and
7: no it. well eating we could we could nearly have everything Jerry, that we wanted it was just doing everything in a healthier way
1: Okay, cooking yeah.
7: from scratch rather than opening lots of tins and jars you know so mm. it was it was just to get the head around that then and get stuck in so we can still enjoy everything
1: so you're Cordon blue chefs <laughs> at this stage. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're very you good can cook. You yeah. can really cook. Oh, yeah. So this helped your, your your culinary skills as well, preparing Absolutely. your own food. Yeah. Were you big into takeaways when you were topping the scales at the weights you were? Did you... Was takeaways
6: a big thing I big think food? everybody we is yeah. Really yeah. Is. Yeah. yeah, we did yeah. love a takeaway. Yeah. And yeah. Just the weekends so. now. We wouldn't yeah. have had them every night.
1: Yeah. Are, they, are they a no-no completely now, or can you have oh, a no, takeaway? no, you can
6: have them. You can have them, yeah. Yeah. Black bean is probably one of the... There's about eight sins in that, or something like that, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna hear so about, about sins in a minute.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh but my god, we're,
1: we're sinning all over the place on later House yeah, yeah. today, but it's SYNS they call them yeah. In, yeah. in slimming world, and we, we, we'll talk to Paul in a moment about those. Um, so Paddy, you weighed in top of the scales 25 uh stone, just over 25 stone. How much did you lose? 11 uh,
6: 11 stone, 11 and a half stone. That's okay. a person yeah <laughs> yeah. that is a fu-
1: you know what I mean when you think about <laughs> yeah. it good god almighty over what period of
6: time I lost 10 stone in a year in 12 months in 12 months yeah yeah. it's just if you keep nibbling at it like if it's if you lose £2 a week people don't think £2 is much but it's 7 stone in a year so yes. I just lost probably a little more than that every week yeah. but as I said I didn't give up much like a packet of potato could be 10 sins again a packet of skips is only 3 sins hmm just changing you things, adjusted. just, just, adjust things, but you can still have them things in your lunchbox. Wardrobe-wise? New oh, wardrobe?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever look at the trousers, the size they wear, compared to what you wear today?
6: Well, yeah, I just kept one.
1: Did you? Yeah. yeah just I've, to remind to, you.
6: Just to remind me, yeah. To yes. To say, this is, has to. Yeah. Just, I'm not going back. That's Great stuff.
1: It, Sonia, what about you? You, uh, you told us, what were you there? You were... Um, uh, 15 15 and a half, yeah, yeah. And a half almost yeah, what did yeah. you come down to
7: I had lost four stone good on you four stone yeah fantastic yeah. what an yeah. achievement
1: as well you hadn't as much to lose as themselves. No, and no. may I say to both of you today it's 2023 <laughs> you started this in, in 2020 uh, mm-hmm. in 2019 2019 mm-hmm. you look amazing Thanks, thank you very much. You look Jerry. amazing. So, what you've done is you've done really well, you've maintained, you've been steady. Is that fair to say?
6: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's a lifestyle change as well. It keeps the diet, you have to, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. So, you have to live life too. You, you got can't to, just, yes. you know, but yeah. you just you go back to plan and you'll lose it again, you know. But yeah, you're always going to gain a bit. Everybody knows that of you're going to gain a little bit and come back, gain yeah. back.
1: So do you attend Slimming World regularly or do you only go
6: as needs be now? No, we still go every week. Do you? Yeah, Very yeah, we day. enjoy it. Like, yeah. it's, it's actually yeah. friends are in it. Good, lovely consultant. Everything's so fantastic, Fantastic, like, yeah. you know, so it's you're saying all the it. right things about this woman. Hey,
1: Paula, you're lovely. <laughs> you're lovely. You are They love you. They all adore you. Talk to me about the slimming world ethos and these sins and the way it works, please.
8: Okay, so how food optimising works is it's it's based it's it's based on science, um, and it's it's. Uh, the evidence is true, you know. Um, it the way the plan is based is basically, um, the foods are grouped so you have your low, very low calorie foods, your low calorie foods, your higher in calorie foods, and then your really high fat, high sugar stuff. So, your very low calorie foods we class them as free, speed, speed free foods. You can have as much of them as you like. Same with your free foods, you can have as much as you can consume, you know. Don't overeat for the sake of it, yeah. but be happy eating them. We recommend that you have a third of the f- speed-free foods with every meal that you have because that's going to reduce the calorie content of your plate. We all know that a calorie deficit is what loses you weight at the end of the day. Mm. The plan is a sophisticated way of counting those calories for you to save you the bother. Mm. Next, then, what we have is your healthy extras. So they're the foods that your diet requires. Um, so the likes of your fiber and your calcium that your diet requires. You have an allowance of them every day, um, that you do have to measure and weigh just to protect that weight loss, and then we come on to your sins. So your sins are the high fat, high sugar content foods. Sins stands for synergy. And it's basically you need all food groups in your diet for it to work. Mm. So that's why we, we call them sins. Okay. Yeah. It's not the bless me, Paula for I have sinned. But <laughs> <laughs> well, but in a way, in a
1: way you you would be sinning if you're having too much, syn Absolutely. And everybody
8: has a daily allowance of sins. Yeah, OK. You know, depending on your... um Everybody is 5 to 15 sins, <S-a-> unless you're a man. you're a man, you get an extra 10 sins. Oh,
1: should the boys...
8: So the men's benefit, absolutely. But that's what the plan is based on, Okay. you know.
1: And, you know, it's quite clear to people they understand it quite quickly and they know what they can and can't have. What I like about it is... And as the guy said a moment ago, you're not actually restricting yourself. That's the thing. You're not starving yourself. You're not really denying yourself.
8: That's exactly it. You can have you can have whatever you want. And the reason we say to have a minimum of five sins per day would be, for example, if crisps are what you love. Mm. If you cut out crisps out of your diet completely, what's going to happen is two or three weeks down the line, you're going to binge. So you're going to eat. Packets and packets and packets of crisps, and you're going to ruin your your plan, effectively. Mm. If you can have that one bag of crisps a day and still lose weight, mm. you're gonna you're gonna make that lifestyle change, and yes. you're gonna enjoy it. And absolutely, there's gonna be weeks where you have a wedding or a christening or communions, confirmations. You might go over your sins. And as Patty says, there might be a gain that week. There might be a maintain that week. There's no shame in that. Yeah. There's absolutely no judgment in group. There's no shame in that. It's just all about getting back in, getting back on the right track and getting the support that you need from your friends in group and from myself.
1: Don't mention them crisps. If I open that six pack of cheese and onion, oh my
8: God, no, please don't even tempt me.
1: Paula mentioned there about a wedding. You guys mm-hmm. have a big occasion coming up in August, haven't you?
7: We do, yes. Yeah, yeah, Our yeah. son Ryan, he's yeah. getting married in August. Yeah, yeah so we're to looking Kayleigh for Thompson. really looking forward to that. Yeah, to yeah. Kaylee. Yeah.
1: yeah, congratulations to yeah. them both. So, as it put a little bit more pressure on to not to sin.
6: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We were just saying that today. We went for a walk on the beach this morning, and we were just saying that in the way we just like I'm about to put a little bit on, as I said, over the holidays I was in coffee. We were in coffee last week and all that, and you know, you eating and drinking. Yeah, yeah. as I said, don't hold back. Mm. And then when you get back, you to ro- rope it in. That's what slimming world's about. Yeah, mm. is getting back to the basics of it. Yeah, and uh, we said we have just lose a bit of weight now for the wedding, and that's why we just back on plan.
7: Yeah, straight back. Straight
6: on. back. Yeah, that.
1: Is really great to hear. In terms of your life and how you feel and your health, can you sum up what I meant? You know, when you lose the massive amount of weight that both of you lost, are you feeling? You know, what has it done for your
6: health in general? Oh, it would probably saved me life, kind of a thing, really. Like because you know, twenty-five stone, heart attack. Then I got me two knees done. The doctor actually came in and said he's going to do the two of them, like in. And then he started crying because the pain that was in him was ridiculous. I'd sleep apnea. i got get rid of the machine. So I don't have to... I don't need oxygen at night time. So it kind of saved me life, really. Mm. That's the best way I can explain it, Jerry. you know? Yeah. That is... Yeah. Mm.
1: Just something else, to hear you say that. That mm. you realise that going to Slimming World, living by, you know, the philosophy, yeah. and losing all this weight has actually saved your life.
6: Yeah, definitely has saved it. I definitely would say that because I couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't keep it up.
1: You couldn't yeah. give a greater testament to anything I have to say than to yeah. say what you've just said there. So you're a new man and just for anyone who doesn't know, this man's a great barber. He is <laughs> one of the best, one yeah. of the best, he really is. So you spend a lot of time on your feet.
6: Oh yeah, 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 mm. sure. As you said, there was in serious pain with the mm. knees and yeah, it just, day when I went in, it's just, it's hard to explain Slim and mold. To people, like, you're trying to say the sins, you're trying to say this and that. You're just, I just say go to class and just learn. Read the books. Definitely read the book. You have to read the book back to front. And it's not that difficult. Mm. It really isn't. If you get it in your head, look at yourself in the mirror and explain to yourself, this is what I want. Mm. And you're gay. I think it's the same with everything, really. Just, if you want it, you're gay. Yeah. That's just it. For you, Sonia, as well, life change.
7: Yeah, d- yeah definitely as well, too. Well, I suffered with back problems as well too so I kind of would be in a lot of pain as well too would have to lose and the weight then as well it kind of eased off I still still have a few niggles every now and again but definitely not like what it was Mm -hmm. I you know definitely not so yeah, definitely found the, the same thing as himself. We're, we're the better for it.
1: Oh, the mother and the father and the bride in August uh. are going to log a million dollars. We will, Jerry, we for will. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we finish, Paula, back to you. You are the local consultant yes. here in the area. If people listening today want to find out more, want to, you know, join you, how do they?
8: Okay, so um, I'm actually opening up brand new groups tomorrow in Bettystown. Um, We're going back to Bettystown. We haven't been in Bettystown since before uh, COVID. So it's great to get back out into the community there. Just come along. We're in the Village Hotel, 9.15am and 6pm. So come along, join us. Call me if you want. My number is 86 8507051 So if you want to have a chat, if you're a bit nervous about coming in, because I know there can be a lot of nervousness, just give me a call and I'll put you at ease. Um, And I am in Drada in um, Drada Town FC on a Thursday morning at half past nine. Same again, just come on in and we'll put you at ease.
1: And the number again for Paul is 086 8507051 We have that number off our main number here if you didn't get it. You're fantastic! Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. Great to see you again Thanks, in Gary. studio, <laughs> in person, rather than on the phone where we were the last time. And Paula Carey, consultant with Slimming World. Thank you too for joining us today. Good luck, Thanks folks. Thank you. Jerry, have Jerry. a great wedding.
7: Thank, you very, Thank much. you
6: very much. It's time for our two on Tuesday.
1: Two on Tuesday.
6: Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one.
0: But we were so close. I'm going to be number one.
3: We were so close.
1: Yes, this Tuesday we go back to 2013 for our number today. And amazing that this one didn't actually make top spot in the UK, which is the chart we feature. It was number one in Ireland and elsewhere in the world, but didn't make it. In uh, the UK, as I said, written or co written by a fella called Harry Styles. Do you know him? Niall Horn, who's heading for number one in the UK charts this week, and others. Yes, do you remember them? One Direction, it is today on late launch, and the song released on the 28th of October 2013, quickly settled in at number two in the UK, but couldn't make the jump to number one. Here they are, the boys from One Direction, all together at this stage. With the story of my life, which is on late lunch this Tuesday afternoon, our two on Tuesday. One Direction, X Factor winners on the crest of a wave back in 2013, but they just fell short of the number one spot. So what kept them off top spot? Well, it had to be a good one. It was indeed. Let's have a listen to the number one from late in 2013 that prevented the boys making it top of the pops. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful.
6: Only we know.
1: Lily Allen and Somewhere Only We Know, the one that prevented One Direction story of my life, making it to number one. And Louise, that was a cover version of the original... By the band Keane. Keane released it originally in 2004. It made it to number three in the charts back then. But Lily Allen took it to number one at the end of 2013. Well, what do you think? One Direction or Lily? I love
5: the Keane version and I normally only like originals. Mm. Oh my gosh, that just gives me shivers every time I hear it.
1: And Miles
5: w- better, in my opinion, than okay one direction.
1: the One Direction yeah, one. Um, the song was the song used in the John Lewis Christmas ad that mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and it shot to number one. And it denied the boys. It is a beautiful version. It's a Isn't beautiful, it beautiful cover Whoever version. Arranged it, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, I go along with you today on that one. Jill, I, I yes, I, I go you along with you. Went yeah, the I do. Direction. No, I go with Lily Allen and uh, "Somewhere Only We Know." We the went number the other one. direction. Yes, I did indeed. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And we're all pulling in the one direction, you and me, this afternoon for the two on Tuesday. (laughs) Anyway, short break and we're back afterwards with a story. Indeed, a number of stories. Adele Dean joins us and she's the mum of uh, three premature babies. One premature baby? Two? No, three. My next guest had three of them. Adele Dean, welcome to Late Lunch.
9: Hi, Jerry. Thanks for
1: having me on today. Not at all. Great to have you with us. Noah is six now, Senin is four, and little Erin will be two on Thursday. So you have it nice and even, six, four, and two between the three of them. Let's That's go it. back to, Good timing. Well well planned, I have to say. Um, let's go back to Noah, who's six at this stage. Tell us his story. Um, yeah, so I
9: suppose Noah was, uh, was our first baby, and... Um, Noah was all going good uh until um he was born at thirty uh thirty three weeks um and just a few days before he was delivered uh I was admitted into draw the hospital with uh symptoms of preeclampsia mm. so it, it was i suppose a bit uncertain when i was admitted as as to how far he would he would go before we we'd have to deliver but um, things took a little torn a few days later and he was delivered at 33 weeks and one day. He was um, four pounds and three, actually, sorry, Noah was three pounds and 13 ounces. And um, yeah, that was the start of it. First one was, was premature and, and all of them since <laughs>
1: 3.13, a little small fella at that stage, yes. and w- was cared for in, in the, uh, I'd call it of all the special care unit, but the, the uh, extra care unit there, yeah?
9: Yes, absolutely. Noah spent, he spent about two and a half weeks in uh, Drogheda just with, with feeding issues. Now, he was doing quite well, but um, we just had to, to catch up with the feeding. Um, but it was it was a bit of a scary time, I think, for us now to... You know, first baby, didn't know what to expect.
1: Mm, seven weeks early, 40 is the norm when it runs a uh, full uh, course. It must be yeah. very difficult on your first. Th- th- you go home and you leave them there. It's shocking tough when you don't bring the baby back home with you.
9: Absolutely, yeah. It was very tough. Now, you, you would be in every day and um, you have to leave then that evening or that night and, and she couldn't bring them home, but... I suppose the consolation was um, we knew he was in great care, you know the the doctors and nurses there, they're just phenomenal, like, you know Mm. um, you know that they're looking after them to the highest standard and you've, you've put your trust in them, so um, and that, that's the only good thing, It's to do amazing work in there
1: in the unit. Yeah, when you see them, I've experienced of it myself, when you see them, they're so tiny in yeah. incubators and how they actually look after them is quite, quite amazing. So anyway, he, he, Noah does come home and he's uh, fine yeah. and and away you go. And then sending is on the horizon. And you probably think to yourself, well, come on, I've had one early. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Lightning doesn't strike twice.
9: That's it. So you'd like to think so. Um, but I suppose there was always a little bit of a risk there um, because of the pre with Noah. We, we were, I suppose, on alert just in case something similar did happen. Um, the chances of the same thing happening twice, we were told, was very slim. Mm. Um, but I suppose with then and then, what happened, um, probably a little bit later into the pregnancy, he was showing um, signs of with the scans of growth restriction. Um, Now, I was monitored quite closely, again, it it was amazing, um, the care that you received in in the hospital. Uh, You know, I was scanned regularly, I was in a high-risk clinic, so eventually we knew that this was happening again. There was growth restriction in the baby, and he was delivered at uh, just under 36 weeks. Um, So, again, it was back to the neonatal again. We we had experience of it from Noah from the first time around. Um, we were a little bit more i suppose confident we knew that the support again that they provide is just amazing and uh yeah, no uh Senon spent uh, two weeks in the, the NICU
1: right and, and uh, what what weight was he
9: so salmon was four pound and nine ounces.
1: God, well, so a little, little bit bigger, bit bigger than the first fella <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But again, yeah. w- when you have the experience of the first, and you have another one, well, it, did it ease it a little bit for you? Now you have another baby to look after at home. I know when you have a child yeah. still in the hospital, w- was 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 it any easier? known the second and, um, time around you know what um, it would be.
9: Yeah, I suppose, Jerry. The, the easier thing was we knew how it worked, and yes, um, you know we knew he was in safe hands. Probably more difficult bit was we had Noah at home. He, he wasn't even two. Um, it was Christmas time, and we didn't have Stan at home with us at Christmas. So, you know, our, our first uh, Christmas day, our first Christmas day with Stan and we were up in the hospital, sitting between the neonatal unit and with, with Noah at home. So. Mm. That was probably
1: the, the difficult part, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, challenging yeah. no matter what. I know you'd be familiar with what would happen and you know that the baby would come home, but yeah. other challenges presented as well. Now, third time round, little girl on the way, and you went 33, 35, and you probably said to yourself, this one for sure is 40. Yes, well, again, we, we, we'd hoped. Um, we, we didn't know what
9: to expect. Third time round, I suppose, you know, it was never... It was, not something that I would have been advised against, you know, not to go to our time just in case. Mm. Um, you know, so again, we went in hopeful, hoping that everything would go to plan. But I suppose tour time around, um, it, it was a little bit different. It started at a 20 week scan. So again, we went into the hospital for a routine anomaly scan. And uh, the sonographer picked up that we knew there was something wrong because we were checking twice, three times, and then eventually said they were going to get a second opinion on the scan because the, the baby was measuring uh, three or four weeks behind at that stage, which was uh, quite unusual. And um, so that was that was the start of the worry. Then with Aaron. Um we were told there was num- numerous different things that we had to be aware of um, she couldn't be delivered unless she was a certain weight so it was like a, a day by day week by week cases as, as to whether this baby could even be delivered um, and I suppose the other side of it then was we had to get a genetic testing um, to see if there was any fetal abnormalities or chromosome uh, disorders so it was quite a worrying time now.
1: Mm. And she came into the world at one pound ten ounces.
9: One pound ten ounces is
1: right. My oh my! I, you know, I often we. I, I'm a fisherman, as you know. and We're always uh, yes. weighing fish and that as well. And I, I understand how light that is and how small that is for a baby. My God Almighty! It is tiny, isn't it?
9: It's absolutely tiny. Yes. This is. I mean, for us, this was just even uh, we couldn't even imagine how small she was going to be. Mm. Um, she couldn't be held for the first few days. We could just look at her and touch her in the incubator. It was a completely different different situation altogether.
1: Yeah, my oh my, but she's a little battler, this one, there's no doubt about it. She is. She'll be yeah. two on Thursday, isn't it?
9: Fantastic. Yeah, that's it, yeah. she's done great now. She she brought a lot. She took ten full weeks in, in hospital and Again, the great care that she received just just brought her to where
1: she is today. Yeah, it's incredible how, you know, a child can uh, battle through and emerge, you know, as as a normal, healthy child and move yep. on through life. It just really is incredible. God, you must have think you had done <laughs> something wrong in another life, did you or something yourself and your hubby?
9: Absolutely, we did. We, we called a halt then we said that was it.
1: <laughs> did you know you were going to have a girl on the third?
9: Um, we didn't. We were well, closer to the time, actually. I correct myself. We were closer to the time, yeah, mm. because there was a lot of talk about uh, with, with we were speaking with paediatricians and everything before Aaron was born. So I think that they kind of wanted us to know, that, yeah. you know. Um, so we did, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, And of course, Erin had to uh, be taken care of in both uh, Drahada Hospital and the Rotunda as well. They played a big Absolutely.
9: part. Absolutely, yeah. So she was actually born in the Rotunda and that was because it, I was going through Drada Hospital originally like I had to two boys. But because Erin was so small, she had to actually be delivered in the Rotunda and cared for there until she reached, a mm. certain weight and then she was transferred to Drogheda for her last few weeks so it was great care in, in both of the hospitals now, oh my, it was amazing
1: my I, I could 10 weeks and two other buckles uh, full of life <laughs> to be looked after as well I'd say that tested yeah. everybody to the limit it did, it did. It was a tough, tough time there, but yeah, we, we could actually have heard of it, yeah. Well done yeah. to you, and uh, a fantastic story. Not one, two, yeah. but three of them coming through uh, <laughs> early deliveries. Yeah. Anyway, you're going to have some stories. I'm sure you've loads of photos and everything to show them in the years Absolutely. ahead as they grow up. It'll be marvellous looking back at it. It really, really will. Now, I know you've organised a fantastic fundraiser for Drada Hospital already, but yeah. you want to give something back now to Rotunda.
9: Yes, that's it. So just similar, a couple of years ago, we, we, we held a coffee morning and it was such a huge success for Draw the Hospital. We decided now this time we're going to do it for the Rotunda. Um, so this Saturday coming now, uh, we'll we have it. We're going to hold it in our own house here in, in Um And yeah, we hope to see as many people as possible to support it.
1: What time does it begin?
9: Um, so we start at 11 and we're going to run until 3 and, and Whatever every time that people come, yeah, we said to three, and uh, we've some castles for any kids that can come along. And
1: It'll be a hell of a day uh, this is, weekend. Yeah. And the stars of the show will be there, the three of them? absolutely they'll be here yes <laughs> or should i say that mammy and daddy are the stars of the show with all that's been <laughs> going it. on and everybody else as well No, all the stars will be there where yeah. are you in smarmore do you have a postcode or something that people um, can yeah, check air so
9: postcode it's um it's a nine two
1: yeah
9: or six dh um and it's it's not far from smarmore castle for anyone that's familiar with
1: the area. Lovely, yeah. We know where Smarmore is, for of yeah. course. A92, that's a, a familiar code in this neck of the woods. A92 yeah. or 6DH, if you want to drop along, everybody welcome. And the idea is to uh, donate a few bob and raise money for Rotunda, yeah. who played a huge part uh, yeah. in the lives of Erin, especially the little one, who will be... Yeah. Oh, it's a birthday party as well. You can combine both. <laughs>
9: Uh, well, she's two on Thursday, so
1: yeah. we will be celebrating. Oh, listen, yeah. you have to keep it going. the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right <laughs> into the weekend. You have no okay. choice here, to be honest with you, Adele. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, uh, what a story it is. And what an encouraging story for anybody who finds themselves in the situation with a little, yeah. you know, that... Uh, you, the 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 news and the prognosis is really good. And look at these three children, Noah, Senin, and Aaron, who've uh, grown up to be lovely young uh, children and have a uh, full and healthy life. Please, God, ahead uh, ahead of them. Listen, thank you for joining me too, uh, day Adele. I wish yourself and Jonathan, your husband, all the very best with the three of them, and good luck uh, with the big weekend.
9: Thanks a million. Thanks very
1: much Jerry Not at all Take care of yourself That's Adele Dean there Beside Near to Smarmore Castle A92 Or 6DH Is the postcode If you're in the, that neck Of the woods Or you'd like to drop along And see them And say hello to them Or if you've been helped By either of the hospitals as well It would be great to support Them this weekend My daughter was born 12 weeks premature Jerry And was £4.12 A big child For 12 weeks premature I have to say This is on your late lunch this afternoon with Heaven and a song I think I mentioned earlier on that is heading for number one spot in the UK charts. They reckon this week it will be number one in the UK. Isn't he terrific? What a fantastic song that is. That's the lead single or uh, the number, should I say, the uh, first track on his album called The Show on your late lunch this afternoon. Just reminding you that on Saturday the next League of Ireland's on a two week break but there's a big game at United Park in Drogheda, Weavers Park as it's known now uh, this Saturday kick off 3 o'clock remembering the late great Brendan Lockie lockran who was kit man of the club for years and years and years. Sadly Brendan passed away a couple of years ago uh, with Dementia In 2020 it was actually. And he was with the club since 1967. Imagine all the players he looked after, the managers he worked with. Anyway, uh, this big game on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock is raising funds uh, for the Trader Lodge Daycare Centre. wonderful uh, centre in Drogheda. Helping uh, people who live with Alzheimer's and the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland will benefit as well. And uh, two teams, the uh, Drogheda United team, Paul Doolin's team playing, Mick Cook's team, two very successful sides in the club's history and all the players from those eras coming back together. Tickets.ie for the tickets. You can get all the information there or you can donate on IDonate as well. That's this Saturday afternoon at three o'clock in Weaver's Park. And you'd be welcome to rock up on the day and support it as well and meet... Uh, the uh, players from yesteryear and the managers as well. Louise, look at the picture that's just arrived to us there from Kevin. It was it was last week we were talking to John Conlon about the uh, pied wagtails nesting in the engine of his car and uh, Niall was with us from Birdwatch Ireland and this message came in from Kevin. He had a robin's nest in the bottom of his compost bin, Louise. Remember I remember last that and look. And look, we've just got the picture in from Kevin empty nest oh, they're all gone. gone the little robins have gone they've flushed and Kevin says they didn't even say goodbye they just went on their way well that is the didn't way didn't leave a tip The empty nest syndrome. You have an empty nest, Kevin. What are you going to do at this stage? You know, you never know. Could get a second flush this year. Maybe not from those, but from somebody else. But who knows? Anyway, there it is, the picture. The young robins made the way. And he was worried on the day. How would they get out? They got out Mm -hmm. all right. And they're on the way now. And bigger danger when they leave the nest, Louise, because the Predators predators on the... They make everywhere and uh, the local cat population, uh, larger birds, you name it. You know, say there was four or five in that nest. Will one make it to adulthood? Maybe, maybe one, you really, know. Really, that look? Ah, yeah, that's the way mm-hmm. with all... Baby animals, baby fish, etc. Very few make it to adulthood as well because they've loads of them. Uh, I think with that, nature has that in mind that so many will be uh, predated upon and succumb to others. And uh, there you go. Anyway, the nest is empty. An empty nest.
6: Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear.
1: And today, it's... The number four from the year we're featuring this week, 1978, this very week. And when I tell you that this song was originally released by the AdLibs in 1964 and peaked at number eight in the USA, but it was covered on a number of occasions since, most notably by Manhattan Transfer. Do you remember them? Uh, Yes, they covered the song and it went uh, to number seven in the UK charts. Uh, But today, at number four, Yes, it was released by a crowd called or a group called The Darts back then. Do you remember them? And it actually rose to number two in the UK charts, but on this day it was at number four. Here it is, a number four in the top five countdown from this very week in 1978. It's the boy from New York City. Starts on the boy from New York City. Number four on our top five countdown from this very week in 1978. 3, two, one, to come over the next three days before we hit Friday and the weekend on late lunch. Castletown Kilpatrick National School will celebrate its 50th year on Saturday week, the 24th of June. And its current principal joins me to tell me more. Brian Cairns, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thanks so much for having me on. Not at all. 73, was it, it opened? 1973,
3: yeah, that's correct, Jerry. Yeah, it, it, it came about. Well, there's always been a school in, in Castleton. The first school can date back, I think, to the 1840s. Um, and the current school then opened in 1973. It was an amalgamation of Fletcher's Town and the old school in Castleton, which if people know the area, is actually the current uh, clubhouse, the pitch and foot club. So there was an American nation in 1973 and what's affectionately known still as the new school opened and opened within the stewardship of uh, Seamus Daly who was principal Then, so yeah, we're celebrating our, our, our 50th year this year in 2023.
1: You'll always be known as the new school. It's funny the way that tag uh, stays o- over the years. How many um, students have you? How many classes in we're, the school?
3: We're just we're just shy of a, of a hundred students, Jerry. Yeah, and we, we we're we're growing year and year. We've we've a great staff here of six teachers and, and one FNA So like I said, we're, we're, we're growing year and year. And this coming September, we hope to open two classrooms for children with uh, special education needs as well. So that will bring uh, a further dimension and promote further inclusion to the school as well. So um, look, it's, it's, it's growing year and year. And, and as I always say, we've, we're have we very lucky. We are traditionally a rural school, we, we, but we have excellent students and excellent families here, and um, which makes all of our lives that little bit easier as well when everyone is supportive and rolling in behind the school.
1: Castletown Kilpatrick it's abbreviated to Castletown KP uh, th- there's a couple of castletowns is there in the county and does the KP distinguish you and where you are just tell us it's actually where you are
3: well castletown suppose not know the here castletown kilpatrick is, is located just between Navan and Napper and um, you know it'd be, it's it, even though it, it would be quite rural you're you're not that far away from mm. anywhere you're you're 10 minutes from Navan 10 minutes to D uh, 15 minutes to Kells, to so you really are in 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 the hinterland of all those those areas. Yes, yeah, so the K P as is, is is known as uh, and St Patrick is actually the official name of our school, St Patrick's National School. And um, so Kale obviously the Irish name for for Church and Patrick, then that's sounds Spanish. So yeah, that differentiates us, I suppose, from all the other. Castle towns that are mm. out there around the country and even within, within Mead itself. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh, interesting, and I'm glad you told the story of that today. So they come into you as littleies into babies, and they spend eight years with you through the sixth class before they head off. And many go to O'Carlin College, I take it, and into Navan, is it?
3: Yeah, the majority would head into O'Carlin College in, in Navan. And over the last number of years, we've had students that have headed to uh, Eureka and Kells, uh, Loretto. Uh, Mercy and Navin, St. Pat's and but the vast majority w- w- would head in locally into O'Caroline Car- Cottage in Navin, that would be correct, yeah.
1: Now, this uh, celebration, which happens on Saturday week, have you hooked up or have you got the message to as many past pupils as you can?
3: Well, Well, that's it, yeah. I suppose we're trying to reach out to as many people as possible. Um, you know, it, it's an important milestone to celebrate, you know, the, the schools existence for, for 50 years. And we put together a little committee who've been uh, putting, putting the word out and uh, trying to spread the message that, that this is happening. I suppose we're looking for as, as many past pupils, as many past families that have connections, uh, with the school, there may be a lot of people that have moved away from Castle and have lost all connection with the area. So we're trying to reach out uh, to all those people and invite them back to the school uh, for our, our ceremony on the on the 24th of June. Like I said, we have a, we have a committee in place and we've been gathering thousands of photographs have been coming in from from people all over uh, all over the parish, and we've photographs from sacrament classes, from Cumminabun School finals, rounders teams, and and then of course the. The, the the class photos dating back to the very first class that started here in 1973, right up to present day. So for anyone who does attend on the night, look, we'll have all those photos on display. And it really is a, a trip down memory lane and, and it'll bring great excitement and laughter to all those people that do, do uh, attend because, uh, you know looking back fashion changed hairstyles change, and and, uh, it's great to look back fondly at all those people and all those memories that were created during their time in the school
1: yeah it's great to think that you have the first class and the photographs right up to the day so if you listen to us today and you ever went to Castletown Kilpatrick School 24th of June 5 o'clock they'd love to see you there have you have you any notables or notaries who attended the school in, in any field sport business or Anything like that?
3: We were we were racking our brains of, of, of that today. Actually, any notable uh, a, a, attendees? Um, you know, I suppose Castletown would 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 traditionally have been um, you know a, a very prominent GA area, yeah. And I the, the McConnells they would be honest with with, with and Kilpatrick. Um, you know, and, and some of their sons, Ross McConnell, would have went down and won All Ireland medals. Then with Dublin with, with in, in recent times. Yes. Um, you know, so, so they would be, I suppose. You know, there's there's lots of noise at the time, but I suppose all speak in the tradition of um, of, of the GAA. Um, you know, so we we, we wouldn't have, um, we say, massive celebrities. Yes. It would be past, past pupils of, of the school. But look, like I said, they're all important, they're all special, and, and they're, 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 they're all past pupils. Of, of too true. We hold, we hold them all in the same scene.
1: Yeah, too true, and well said indeed. That is the essence of it. If you ever went there, you're appreciated, and wherever life took you, well, Saturday week would be a great time to come back and reconnect with people, look at all the old photographs, and enjoy a wander down memory lane. Uh, and, of course, it's a special event, 5 o'clock, refreshments will be served there either, and I'm sure it'll go on late into the evening. Wish you well with it, Brian.
3: Jerry, thanks very much for, for, for having me on and hopefully we can reach out to as many people as possible. And like we said, uh, everyone is, is welcome to attend. So be, be it a past pupil or a past family that have any connection with, with Castle Town, we'd love to see you on Saturday 24th. You're your all very, stuff. very welcome.
1: Great, Brian. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care. Now, that's Brian Cairns there, Principal of Castletown KP National School, celebrating the 50th anniversary Saturday week. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Do stay with us. We'll see you tomorrow for midweek late lunch at 1.30, but leave you in the company of the brilliant Lewis Capaldi.